0: Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Paul and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a
0: love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids
1: as well as movies we have seen without them.
0: Hello and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We have our f- returning guests for the fourth time. I don't think we've had anybody else that's been on here four times. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if we, Patrick, are we going to do like a Saturday Night Live thing where they have somebody on five times and they get a robe or something?
1: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, I need a robe.
0: <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome one of our favorite guests and definitely one of our favorites to have on, ladies and gentlemen. Director Trish C. Trish, welcome Hi. back. It feels like it was Hi. just. Four months ago.
2: What? Right? <laughs> it seems very recent.
0: Yes. It it's does. It's nice
2: to be back. I always like it, talking
0: to you. Wow. Well, we love having you on and talking about literally all the things, especially your latest releases. And just like this week, we will be talking about, or this episode, we'll be talking about your latest movie that dropped on Netflix on Valentine's Day. Happy Heart Day. Yeah. Players that, with the runtime one hour, 45 minutes. Would you say it's PG-13? Because it says TVMA. And I feel like that kind of translates to like PG-13 at this point.
2: Maybe. I mean, usually they won't let you say fuck as many times they as you did. And yeah, but they both have to be non-sexual. And um, gotcha. ours was not non-sexual. That, and I think yeah. some of the suggestive humor, I think it would have been. I think if it were released in theaters, we would have had to probably cut out some stuff to get it to PG-13. Yeah. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, Netflix. So before we get into the movie, I do have to bring up. So yesterday, one thing that kind of. There's always, you know, every now and then I run into a predicament of should I like this? Should I not? I was very happy that the SAG Awards were yesterday. I did find it the irony was not lost on me that they were that Netflix who was hosting the SAG Awards in which that was kind of the main reason the actors went on or one of the main companies that they actually went on strike with. So I was like, I was having a heart like I want to support because I I, I love watching SAG Awards are usually one of my favorites to watch because everybody has a good time. And you know, it's voted on by them by you know by their peers, and that is always, you know, fun to watch. And because you could tell that it just means that yeah. much more to them. So I just, I was having that while I was yeah. watching it last night. It was interesting because it was, I think, I don't know if Netflix had actually done a live event before that one. If they have, I don't remember it. I, mean, I don't know. I but it was interesting. i heard of it.
2: I mean, I don't yeah. really. Yeah. Well, right. I don't, I don't, I don't tend to track that stuff. Yeah. So either, I don't know. Either. I didn't actually watch the SAG war. Right. right. Oh, yeah. The pictures looked pretty. Red yes. carpet and the awards and yay to everybody
0: yeah. who won. And yeah. 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 It was it was pretty
1: cool. Yeah, they've had a live programming, like the last Chris Rock stand up was uh-huh. live when they first oh, aired. Okay. but that's the only that's the only thing I've seen. But I know they had other, but uh, probably not much. I think it's kinda due gotcha. Because I know next yeah. year WWE they signed a deal with them. So oh okay. my Raw's gonna start streaming live on Monday okay. in January. So that okay. kind of okay. consistent thing Inter- that interesting. is interesting yeah, kind of joust with
2: hulu yeah. maybe and i don't know who knows I everybody
0: noticed. else and, and all the others right <laughs> exactly well first off let's kind of get into the fact that you actually filmed this movie before sitting in bars with cake
2: yeah so right? we shot this in the summer of 2021 and cake was in 2022 and Surprised me that they weren't going to release it right away, but Netflix algorithms and whatnot. The the machinery over at Netflix is absolutely above my pay grade. So, right, right. Who wants to come out? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they did assure us, like, oh, no, 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 it's going to come out because they do sometimes shelve movies and they'll usually tell you, like, sorry, we're just going to put this one on a shelf and you don't really know why. But this one, they did say, no, no, we love it. It's going to come out. Just hang tight and, it's sort of a weird feeling as a director. Yeah.
0: You worked yeah. a year on this
2: thing <laughs> and you finished it and you raced to the finish line and delivered it. And then like crickets chirp, it's sort of a weird feeling, but it is. Yeah. I'm glad it came out.
0: Me too. Cause it is a very delightful film. I, one thing I've, I've come to, you know, there's as I, after I watch the movie, I always kind of start thinking about different things like themes. And then I think about, and not just your movies, but like other directors too. Like, Is there like an overall theme that you that I see throughout movie, you know, throughout their filmography? And one thing I've noticed is usually it's a lot about relationships, obviously, one form or another. And just just the coheat, what binds ever this, you know, the film together as far as relationships. Is it just friendship? Is it, you know, romantic or is or is it just family even? And yeah, how they work, how everybody works together to To help people, you know, through their, through their, uh, I guess plot points. I guess we could, or you know, del- uh conflict. That's the word. That's the word. And Confl- this movie really, what I didn't feel was any different. It was much like Sin Embarks with Cake. It's very, you know, pun, you know, borrow the term. It's very sweet. Like it's there's a lot of, you know, it kind of just washes over you. It's very sweet. It's kind of you know just a fun ride just to watch and just sit back and enjoy. You don't get boggled. Thank it's a rom-com. You. Yeah. Cause it's a rom-com. So it's, you know, it's, it's when you just want to just sit and have fun and just let it and just let it just sit back and enjoy the hour and five minutes.
2: I Making it. That was my goal is like, look, rom-coms are out of style. Although I think they're coming back a little bit, but
0: yeah,
2: rom-coms are out of style. And for what reason? Love's not out of style. Mm-mm. And. Nope there are so many people whose guilty pleasure is to watch like shitty rom-coms or old mm-hmm. rom-coms. Why not just unashamedly make a fucking rom-com yeah. again? And it's like a really good pop song. You know, when the bridge is coming, you know, when the pre-chorus is coming in the chorus, you know, like when verse two is about to start, it's not about being surprised. It's about appreciating the execution and feeling comfortable in it and liking the hooks and, you know, that's what we just decided to do. We weren't trying to make anything but a good old-fashioned rom-com. And people either love it or hate it. That's fine. But there's something kind of nice to that. Because it's, like I said, love doesn't go out of style, even Mm-mm. if stories do. And yeah. there are a lot of people who still want love stories.
0: I agree. What it And it's reminiscent. So I used to, I think, like in the early to mid-90s, when we had an influx of rom-coms. Yeah. To which I loved it. It was one of those, those were the type of movies that my mom and I would go see a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Picture Perfect, Object of My Affection, While You're yeah. Sleeping. I mean, just yeah. all of these, just, you know, I could probably to think of a few more that just really just I, one of my favorites, which is actually based on a true story, is uh, Speechless with Michael Keaton and Gina Davis, which is based on Tom yeah. Carville and, and, can't even his wife. I
2: love
0: that movie. Yeah, but I, me too. I, it's hands down one of my favorites, and I'd still can quote. You know, half of it. You know, put some pants on that bear. <laughs> it's, it's and necesito uno toalla. I need a towel. Or where's the towel? Yeah. There <laughs> yes. you go. That's yes. how, that's where I, that's how I yes. learned Spanish. Nice. I learned Spanish by watching movies and then quoting movies, not by actually paying attention in class. Valid. But yeah, and but yeah, I, I noticed a lot of characteristics of those movies in this, in which I love, and I think that's necessary because it's you know, it's it's good to feel the no, kind of nostalgia for those movies and want more just like that. So yeah, Patrick, what'd you think, my friend?
1: Well, like like you're saying, so when I watched the trailer, I kind of knew where things were going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know. Nothing was a surprise, but it's just about going through that journey. And so, I still wasn't sure where things were going, but what, there was a couple of scenes that gave me that confirmation. I was like, "All right, well, let's see if it plays out exactly like I'm thinking." And but it was just just going through the journey. Like there was nothing that I felt was, was the pacing was great. The chemistry between the cast was Probably, oh, yeah. Like I will say the whole time when I was watching, you know, Damon Wayne's Jr. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's literally his dad. He's just got.
0: <laughs> There's a couple of looks. I was like, oh, he's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> pool was... runs yeah. strong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even a couple of lines he said, I'm like, yeah, it just sounds like the dad. But yeah. he is obviously his <laughs> own person. But right. you definitely see where he comes from. A kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Dying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're in three. Yeah. Yep. So for those who haven't had a chance to watch this yet, we'll. I mean, it's a rom-com. It's not about, I don't think we're spoiling anything, you know, but again, it's about the journey. So Gina Davis, or not Gina Davis, good grief, Gina Rodriguez, because I was talking about Gina Davis just a minute ago. Gina Rodriguez plays Mac, who's a sports writer for a newspaper. And it's, this is set in New York city. So we've now done past couple of movies. We've gone to, gone from Boston to Boston, to Los Angeles, and now to New York. So so this movie takes place in New York. Gina Rodriguez, sports writer, and her and her, along with her friends who also work at the same newspaper, they basically run these, what they, you know, basically call plays on people to basically hook up more or less at, but they're always done like sports analogies though, which I think is, you know, they have names for different plays and different scenarios that they run to help basically each other try and hook up with somebody and just for like one night stands, nothing, not, not relationship wise because they're not wanting to do that. And so it kind of goes through, they kind of talk it through, which I think is really cool how they kind of talk through their metaphors and how they're going to set up these plays and then try and help execute it. It's almost like watching a group trying to plan a heist, except instead it's just, they're trying to plan to hook up with somebody but it's gone into that kind of detail, except for, you know, as far as how they talk and then work together as a team. And when I you pitched,
2: know, for it, I pitched yeah. uh, Ocean's Eleven Meets How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Like that was basically Boom. the pitch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you saw that thing.
0: Yep. Yes. Um, I like both of those movies, actually. <laughs> um,
2: They're both great movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, but also, you know, Gina Rodriguez trying to keep her. Writing career, trying to build on that, and you know she's having fun tonight, but also trying to work on moving up. And her newspaper is going through some layoffs, as a lot of unfortunately a lot of print media, you know, goes through. And they're all just trying to do things to kind of help keep their jobs, try and stay interested with their boss, you know, basically staying good graces with her boss and everything. David Williams Jr. plays Adam, like basically Mac's best friend and Augustus Prue plays Brannigan, who's also another friend. And then Joel Courtney plays Brannigan's younger brother. It just had some list as little (laughs) for a character name. And then Yza Koshy plays Ashley, who is the basically like the administrative assistant for their boss, Karen Kirk played by Maren Hinkle. And of course, we have Ego Wodum that ends up playing one of Adam's, we'll just say, girlfriends, I guess, at this point, kind of where they are ah, in the movie, which is a great, which the, the brunch scene, I I thought was great. <laughs> it's like, because I, I would have been, I, I, I would have been Damon It just like the fish is staring at me. I know. That that would have been me. I was me like, too. it's looking at me. everywhere I turn, it's still looking at me. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think I think even I think even my wife would have been like Jeff, grow up already. It's it's just it's dead. I'm like I don't. It's still I don't care. It's still look, cut the head off already.
1: Yeah, just
0: yeah. (laughs) Also, I'm like I think if I and I'm one of those people. I'm like, there's so many bones in that fish right there. I'm like, who wants to like I couldn't eat it. Oh Oh, yeah. No. Oh my god. Oh.
2: I don't mind eating fish, but that's just too much work. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a can of tuna or some sushi. I'm done. Right. I don't exactly to pick it off with the skin and the eyeballs. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: We'd say Patrick. Mm, not.
2: We can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> what if Patrick was secretly saying how much he loves Branzino?
0: Oh my gosh, right?
2: Eyeballs the best. He's, he he's he's, he's, his,
0: Right. Yep. He's telling us we're full of shit. He, he wants whole jar right of
2: Franzino eyeballs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yep still not hearing you, dude okay
2: you leaving it coming back
0: He's, i guess maybe yeah
2: okay,
0: okay. um but yeah <laughs> we're
2: gonna have to be kept What's in this? suspense about dun, dun, dun. Patrick's thoughts on, on
0: No, <laughs> yeah but it all looked delicious but i except i don't eat salad but i'm like ooh somebody that likes salad would like this and I mean, there was a
2: lot of good food that day. Uh, We were in a restaurant called Juliet's. That's, it was like all most of the bars and restaurants. In fact, I think all of them played themselves in that movie, which was great. We just got to shoot all over Brooklyn and to some degree, Manhattan, a little bit in the Bronx. And that's a restaurant in Brooklyn called Juliet. And I fell in love with it because they had the plants hanging and it's just like a fabulous sort of French bistro and they do do a lovely brunch. and so. I'm trying to remember. I don't think they made the branzino. I think our food stylist brought it in. Okay. But we had a lot of branzinos that day. They were like lined up because Tom Ellis was actually eating. Yeah, eating it. He was into it. And there's that little bit where like he and uh, Gina Mac kiss, and she was just like, oh, "He's just keeps <laughs> eating fish and kissing me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was on, was on purpose. Great. I guarantee that that was on purpose.
2: It was pretty great, yeah, yeah. They were they were funny. So, those were real branzinos and there were lots of them because we had to switch them out. You know, every so often, like spray them with coconut oil or something to keep them glistening.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Food stylists are like the unsung heroes.
0: Oh, totally.
2: Among many young unsung.
0: Right. Heroes. Yeah. Right. Patrick, are you, are you back? Now? You sound better. He's- I yeah. think I
1: had some devices that were sucking up. Interfering in things or something—I yeah. don't know. So I got that pushed away, and you're back. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, not just present. The voice is here. <laughs>
0: okay, so you're about to tell us how much you love Branzino. Yeah,
1: like the, what I was saying about. No, I was about to say how much I would be checking out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how like just trying to eat and not trying to put in a lot of work to do it. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I'm with yeah.
1: you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eyes. Nah, like, Can I get the headless Branzino that's yes. already bu- debombed? That's been
2: filleted and deboned and taken the skin off. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Special uh, order, please.
0: I, I'm like, I feel like that's just lazy. <laughs> it's just like, here's a fish. We just <laughs> we thawed it out. Here you go. Enjoy. We just cooked No, thank it you.
1: And you do the rest.
0: Yeah. Right. No, thanks. Hard pass. But that is great, though. I mean, because that was very good. It's It's funny how we can... Enjoy something as relatable as a, fi- a you know a de- you know fish with its eyes, and then make a whole bit out of it. Yeah. and it worked just great. I mean, good. It, it just yeah, I, I like that bit. It was
2: yeah. You fun. know, on paper we were wondering about that scene because it yeah. was I'm, I think I think it was like seven or nine maybe pages, and that's a long ass scene with no blocking. Yeah. They're at the table when they starts. They're at the table when they're, you know, when the scene ends and nobody gets up, nobody gets down. And that's a long time to have just people talking around a table. And I think most screenwriters would be like, well, oh, you know, but it just worked because the actors were so good. And I think, feel like the details in the script were so good that it, you know, it's a lot of people's favorite scene. And it's, it's, it's hard to pull off a nine page table scene
0: yeah well and kind of like what patrick was saying earlier the just the chemistry between between gina and damon just it was i mean it's like as if they've known each other for years you know like offset just like they've just been friends and they just brought that to the movie because i mean they were just like they were just so convincing like and as somebody that had watched what was that patrick was at 30 i can't remember it was 25 or 30 Christmas themed movies this past year, and oof, right. it's hard to find good chemistry in those movies. And there's some decent of the you know those movies. There's some decent ones out there that are rewatchable, and there's some that you're like, I'm good the one time, mainly because there's like just oh it all nothing comes down mistaken. to the chemistry. Yeah,
2: it all comes down because you can have a mediocre script. Luckily, I think this one was quite well structured. Yes. But like you can have a mediocre script, you can have a shitty budget, you can have all kinds of things that are not. As good as you wish they were, but if the chemistry between the actors is good, you can pull off the story, right? And these guys had it, and the friend group too. I feel like all of these actors yes. just truly, really, truly liked each other, listened to each other. You know, sometimes you get on set, and actors are like very almost competitive about like the best ad libs, the best jokes, like yeah. being the last one to make a button at the end of every scene. Because I'm a director who gives them quite a bit of space to kind of play on on mm-hmm. set. And in this case, people were just so generous and they didn't steal each other's jokes and they didn't step on each other's lines. And when one of them would ad lib, everybody else would yes and with them instead of trying to like divert to what they want. It was just a really remarkable cast. And I I feel like that's why it works.
0: I agree. It, I mean, cause it, and it did, cause there's some parts I'm like, that was probably, I would, that was probably I'd a
2: lot of it because they were just, so <laughs> just brilliant and they knew their yeah. characters really well. We had a lot of meetings to talk about what are these people's backstories? Like, how do they know each other? How did it happen? Like we kind of came up with all of that. So that it was really easy for them to ad lib like in character. Cause they knew, you know, they had gone through, we, we would sit around just like eating bagels, all of us and talking about like, all right, so what would have happened if, if little was in, ninth grade when you guys were all at the first year of the pay, and like what would it be like we just talked about shit and so they almost believed that these things had happened you know and right. it was cool to see them just like yeah it was it was fun
0: i have one question regarding hit wardrobe was yeah. he supposedly a bike messenger because i was trying to figure out the gl- the bike gloves or the workout gloves i'm not sure what kind they were
2: well he did ride his bike a lot um yeah he, he wasn't supposed to have a job which was like part of his thing. right he did ride his bike and we we just thought it he was goofy like we wanted yeah. to make sure he was just a goofy character and I, right. I can't remember who came up with the idea for the bike gloves but it was just like one of those, those things like fingerless gloves of course right like that, you know it's just
0: like i was like it, it was good touch i just like he's always you know he's still wearing them <laughs> like, yeah, no, he wore. You ever gloves, want to take him off? Like, yeah, I was like, don't you want to take him? Okay.
2: No, fingerless yeah, gloves. Okay. So that was That's like cool. part All right.
0: of it's his thing.
2: Yeah. Socks and sandals and fingerless gloves. Yep.
0: We end up meeting Tom Ellis's character, Nick, who's an author who's friends with Mac and Adam and everybody's boss, Karen Kirk, because I guess she was his babysitter growing up, which. It's weird because I'm like, they look like they would almost be similar in age, but I guess, you know, she's a little bit older. So
2: I think about 10 years older than him or we, the character yeah, is. So the character is, like yeah. he was eight and she was 18 or, you know, she was 17 when he was seven, something like that. She was a right. baby. Okay. Oh no. She was at LSU. So, so she was like 20 when he was 10 or something like that.
0: Right. Something like that. So, which still works out. It just, that's how they meet. He comes into the office and then of course, Max, like, you know, Well Mac and Mac and Brannigan both were smitten with him. And you know, I think it's the you know, the accent helps, I'm sure. (laughs) And then they start thinking about, you know, Mac's like, okay, yeah. Need to make I want to make the play on him. So they start working that out, scheming that out, but that's how they make him and they're just in Nick and Kirk were just there to talk. They didn't really go into why, it didn't really matter because it's just there to Set up the whole, the whole play in their next uh, person, their next mark. (laughs) So they, uh, but yeah, so they end up
2: retirement party actually for a guy. Yes, that's right. It was a a retirement
0: party. That's right, and that's where they decide to to do their play. And then, yeah, you know, it plays out, and you know, the guy that they were having the retirement party for had an amazing time as he passed yes, he out did. at the he bar.
2: Had a good time. Yep. He Passing out the bar.
0: Yep. And, you know, so they end up going through the play and everything. And then she realizes the next day she really likes him. And she thinks she might like, like, likes and might want to have a an actual relationship, which this is something new for her and really anybody everybody else that she actually wants to try and have a relationship. So now they're having to build a play on how to turn a one night stand into an actual relationship. Hence comes in the heist part where they have the binders, the spreadsheets, the whiteboards, the kick a dude out of at the kick a dude out of the boardroom or the conference room. And he reminded me of Milton from Office Space. At least his whole setup. That's I totally had Milton vibes. I'm like, I'm at like I'm get I was like looking for the red staple for him to grab and take out with him
2: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) but i thought that was a great scene too it's like well what about the upstairs one full what about the downstairs one full all right and he has to get up all this time. like thank you but yeah they had their whiteboards you know their binders and they're planning everything out when to set everything up you know just like you would a heist you know and get it get everything planned out and try and execute it there's even disguises which I like that the red wigs was a great touch. I thought that was hilarious in the sunglasses and uh, Gina, Gina Rodriguez, whenever she ended up and they were doing the running and then I, I'm assuming central park running through the, he comes by and she starts running past. And then after he passes by, after hollering on her name, she doesn't hear him. She immediately runs over to the bench and just drops. I was like, I feel that short distance and you're done. That's me. It's so much. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I much kind of borrow the baseball analogy. I go run 90 feet, turn left and I'm good. (laughs) And and then I'm done. I can maybe do two, but I'm not, I've never been that great of a hitter to get two, so I'm okay with just one, (laughs) but yeah. And it's just great. Just watching the whole plan play out. Even whenever there might be a problem, it, that just watching them, trying to plan it out and work through it and just seeing the humor in it. Patrick, what, what were some of your favorite parts?
1: All right. One of my favorite scenes was when they went to the movie night mm-hmm. and they pulled Ashley in. I like how she just kind of yes. fit. <laughs> like there's no, like she's like, I'm, I'm ready to do this. So I want to know how older people date. <laughs> Cause she's been sticking to the apps and, and now she just got into a quick character. Just, that quick play you know play drunk and yep then once it was over just right back to normal Ashley. Mm-hmm. But another scene that I really like was the I'll just say the code red scene when everything kind of came together and Ashley kind of submits her place in that group. Yeah. With her idea. And uh, you're
0: the you're the mvp I didn't know I needed yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I just I mean my favorite character is Ashley, you yeah. know, and, and little and but yeah, I just was smiling a lot and laughing a lot and kind of wish I kind of wondered like how I'd be like if my group of friends was like this, you know, we're more mm-hmm. like laid back games and things of that nature. We were never really just out there trying to pick up women and date. But I was wondering like if that, if how things would go, if we were to have tried that, <laughs> you know, so it was good to to see that and then their chemistry and then like the first night that Gina hooked up with Nick. She kind of started feeling it that night, like, Yeah, this is different. Cause she even asked him, like, Are you tired of doing this?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're right.
1: like, What are you talking about? Well, this, this stuff that we're doing now. You know, right. she started having that like, maybe we should get serious, be more adults. And she knew she couldn't run the same plays to get him because he's an adult, a man. You know, this is a whole different ball game, you know. And so they had to literally come up with different. <laughs> Approach because they had nothing right. for long term, it was always short term, yeah. And I like their approach, it's not like an, a disrespectful play thing, it's like we know these people are just up for a good time, too. So, we'll match, we know we're, we're matching energy, you know. So, they're not someone as serious for, about relationships, and that's the only person that they're going after, you know. If if it feels like that, like, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not, we're not going there. But then she actually has that moment where she at the crossroads. Can I just move past this or do I want to stay? Deal? So I do. So I like that.
2: I'm really well, glad you got, that, you know, cause it, that was my main, I, I, that was the main thing, message I wanted to get across. in this was like, all of the details aside, it's really about growing up, you know, and you can put a metaphor. It doesn't have to be romantic love. It can be about moving out of your parents' house or going to a different city for a job or going away to school or making a choice of, you know, like, it's basically about being vulnerable enough to grow up a little bit and really admit what you want. And she, of course, goes about it wrong. Yeah. Her impulse maybe to grow up was right, but she goes about it wrong at first. And and there's also that sort of element of the ruby slippers where like you, you the magic was there the whole time but Mm -hmm. you had to have gone through something to see that all along the thing you really wanted was right there. And, but yeah, that's the thing we really wanted to get across was it's, it is about love and it is about games and it is about sex and it is about finding a partner, but it's really about growing up and being comfortable enough in your own skin that you can just say, this is what I am, you know, take it or leave it.
0: Well, and, 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 Not just romantically, but also professionally, too, because there is that pivotal scene where she writes this wonderful feature and Adam loves it, says it's good. Tell tell Kirk, get it get it printed like it's it's wonderful. All that it has. Like, there's so much of your voice in this and your personal story. It needs to be told. And then she's like, okay, well, I want Nick to. You know, thank you for reading. I also want Nick to read it because, you know, he's an author and, you know, I want to get his point of view before I do anything. And I want to hear. And then when whenever he finally finishes his manuscript, he reads hers and then he doesn't have a lot to say. Just, yeah, it's good. And then gives a lot of surface level response. (laughs)
1: That's, That's real surface level. Yeah, and
2: through actually, yep, he more it. than says I likes it. He he slammed it. He re- basically rewrote it and said, take out yeah. all the personal stuff, take out all of the mawkish, you know, subjective stuff. And that's what she, what only really meant something to her. So I think that's when the work storyline and we're totally spoiling it for everybody. Yeah. By the way, it's fine. It's be heaven. It but like, that's when the work storyline really dovetailed with her love li- love life is. All of it comes together like, sh- shit, I, I'm, I'm either me or I'm not me, you right. know, and you can play a bunch of games, both at work and in love and in life in general, and you might get somewhere with that. But how long is that going to last? Is it sustainable? And how do you feel when you're doing that? At yeah. some point, it feels better to just put your shit out there. The awards right. and, and all, and right. you know, find the people who appreciate it, whether it's your article or
0: just your you. love life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is like, who's to me, I was like, well, whose opinion do you really value more? Right. Guy, You've been dating for a short time who, yes, is an author, but doesn't really hasn't really read anything of yours in your to understand what your you know, what comes through in your voice or somebody that's known you for years yeah. and knows who you are and knows your history and knows that this is some of your best work. And but I'll be honest. There was a moment where I was I was watching. I'm like, well, I I know I'm supposed to be like mad at Nick, but she did ask him for notes. Should he have rewritten it? No, I will give that. But at the same time, I mean, if she if you ask somebody for feedback, yeah, you you can't be mad. You know, we did struggle with
2: that. We did struggle with that, like striking the balance and. Yeah. That was where I think her saying, this isn't about you not liking my writing because I can right. deal with that. That's part of the job. This is about you not understanding my perspective. Right. And I think that's the difference. It's like, yes. you don't understand why this is meaningful to me and you don't understand why I chose to do this. And that's different than saying, here's notes on your writing.
0: Yeah, And we and- try
2: to be very clear that she literally says... I can handle feedback on my writing, but this whole thing was the most personal thing I've ever written and all the personal stuff you took out. So I don't think you understand who I am.
1: Yeah. They, and the thing I think gotten to know each other that deeply at that point. Yeah. And that's just, and that, I think, that, that, that proved that this show just everything that they've experienced up to that point was just surface levels, like exactly. the honeymoon phase, honeymoon phase. Right. And then this is just, well, you really don't know me because if you did, yeah. In that moment when I asked you how it was, you would have just told me instead of writing it yeah. and then send it.
0: Exactly. And you wouldn't have waited two weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it
0: took two weeks. I think that I think yeah. adding that part too also helped. Because and his
2: notes, by the way, were like, no, no, take yeah. this out. What, what does is this, this mean? Like, yeah. notes were really mean. They weren't yeah. right. one
1: line said boring. I was like, <laughs> well, Damn. Yeah. I paused Damn. it and I was like, boring? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Them's fighting words there. <laughs> yes. I'll have you know the last thing I am is boring. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and so the other thing I also think, you know, I thought too, though, was that, well, maybe he doesn't understand what is being written because it's baseball. It's very American with him being British. It's, you know, it's not something that if it was about soccer or football, then he'd be able to probably relate to the passion and things like that. But it's baseball. It's a sport he really doesn't i'm a, I'm guessing his character probably doesn't know much about yeah,
2: I that was important something that was important in developing Nick's character was that we don't make him just like a villain yeah that he's right. Not the right guy for her, but he's not like a
0: horrible horrible
2: person b- yeah. you know? no. he he didn't he's... beat her up, he didn't sleep with her no. best friend he didn't you know like he's he's just a guy who's a not dude. right. <laughs> Her yeah. And doesn't get her. And, right. you know, him not getting the baseball is a good analogy, I think, a metaphor right. for just like just a mismatch. He's not yeah. the worst person on earth. He's kind of a no, bag, but like someone's gonna, he's gonna be, well, you
0: know, yeah. And, and we don't
2: hate him. We just hate him for her.
0: Right. And, in that and <laughs> well, that, in he's, that and I think he's still more career focused than he is relationship focused as well. Like, I, he doesn't he, seem like arrogant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he's British. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Which is sexy no, just, but just, also just, annoying.
0: Yes, it can be. <laughs> but no, and but Tom Ellis played it perfectly though. I mean, I I thought he really I think every character, you can tell every person in the movie, just had fun making the movie. Yeah. Like they just they they didn't try to like you said, they, nobody tried to upstage another person because everybody's personality just came through. And the other thing I really like, too, is that it really having never now granted, I've never been to New York and yet we'll just say I'll go with yet. York's been, okay. that's, but I have not. But what I would assume to be kind of a it's a very diverse crew. So it does kind of went to that New York I don't say New Yorkness, but I mean, it to the diversity that such as New York and it's very diverse. It's not, you know, it's so you have a whole crew that from various different backgrounds and just coming together and just making such a fun movie. So I read something that the bartender at the beginning is actually Gina Rodriguez's husband. Is that correct? Yes, that's
2: her husband. That's How'd his that little happen? cameo. And Joel Courtney's wife. Is the girl in the romper in the oh, bar? Okay, about
0: yeah, talking about it. baby babies, <laughs> yeah. still babies yeah. wear rompers we too. A
2: couple spouses in there, yeah,
0: <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. that's awesome. And another thing I read was that originally, I guess, Max's role was for Jennifer Lopez.
2: Oh, I or not maybe I mean. it
0: was written, or at least it was written for, I guess, maybe with her in mind. I don't oh, know, no. Wait, uh, the woman Let's who wrote her
2: name is Wit, and mm-hmm. it's not it, the the. I think she first wrote this movie back in 2013 or something. So uh-huh. I didn't get attached until, you know, 2019. 2019, I think. So yeah, might have been back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, that's a bit of trivia. Yeah,
0: that would have been. Yeah, and it's. I think she would have been fine, but I think it would have been a. I don't want to say a different. I think the tone would have been a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, although like Patrick and I both like the one she did with Owen Wilson, you too. Uh, "Marry Me." That that was re- yeah. we both really. I I know I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But again, it was another one that I was like, "Okay, we need more of these." And that's something we talked Denzel about when we bit. watched it. And so you know, we'd like to kind of. We're glad that you made this so because we we too like rom coms and are glad that we just. I agree. We both agree that you, we need more of them Thank Cause you I know I miss those. What you know? Because they're they are. I don't. For whatever reason, they just kind of faded out for a while, and there's just a one here and there, and uh,
2: things go in yeah. and out of style. but they'll be back sure. because, like I said, I don't think love is going to stop anytime soon, right. and romance isn't going to stop. So,
0: yeah, that's all. I agree. So, real quick, I had mentioned earlier for those that don't know beforehand, we. Before we started recording, we Patrick had mentioned that today is his mom's birthday. So happy birthday to her. And then I mentioned, I was like, happy oh, that's awesome. Patrick's- and then I mentioned next week is my mom's birthday. And literally next Sunday, March 3rd. So we had a couple of birthdays. And then I, I just happened to look up Trish. I, I was like, I, don't, I looked up, I'm like, I don't think I know Trish's birthday. October 11th. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, October eleventh. Wow, you're good. Which is you're good.
0: Three three days before my birthday. Hey yo, hey, Libras.
2: You're on 14th. Yeah, Libras. Yes.
0: And uh, Ruth's birthday is the day before. So she's thirteen. Love it. Yep, That's the best so. time
2: of year to have a birthday.
0: Right? No offense, Patrick. Yeah, None taken.
2: Yeah.
1: Start the year off.
0: <laughs> there you go, January eleventh.
2: The <laughs> so Capricorn, Patrick. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. I am. Yes. All right. I love Ooh, a yes. Capricorn. Who's a Capricorn? Whoop, whoop
0: that's so, solid. Solid. So I, I ended up looking because I was looking up different things about each actor and actress in the film. There are three actors in this movie that have a birthday next month.
2: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ega Wonum is March 10th of 88. Okay. okay. Followed by Maren Hinkle's birthday is March 23rd. I won't get that okay. year. And then and then Koshi's birthday is March 31st. 96, which was the year I graduated high school.
2: I know, she's such a little baby.
0: I know. Followed by, let's see. And then we have Augustus Prue's birthday is September 17th of 87. And then Damon Waynes Jr. is November Interesting
2: 17th. That he's a Virgo. Right. I didn't see that coming. Right. Who? Oh, so, okay, so Augustus
0: oh, of... Uh, yeah, and then... Damon's birthday is November 17th of 82. Tom Ellis, Tom Ellis, November 18th of 78.
2: Oh, interesting. Two scorpions.
0: Yep. And then finally, Gina Rodriguez, July 30, I think it's supposed to be 31st. I can't even read my own handwriting. 31st of 84.
2: So So she's a Leo.
0: Leo, yep. Oh, yeah. Huh.
2: It's so funny that. That Tom and Damon are a day apart.
0: Day apart. Yep, and could it be
2: more different (laughs) in in temperament? But (laughs) but also they have a lot of content actually, so it's not really a shock. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, is there any stories or trivia that you would like to pass down from your filming of this with your cast and crew, even? Um, Do you remember?
2: God, it was so long ago. Honestly, right. Um, We did have two hurricanes. We were shut down twice for hurricanes, which is very rare in New York. I mean, the subways flooded. It was that summer that the subways flooded. And, you know, our crew all lived, of course, in New York. And people's apartments were flooded. And it was wild. Wow. We were actually supposed to shoot inside Yankee Stadium. And we ended up not because it was one of the hurricane days. And we couldn't like yankee stadium you book that shit far in advance you can't move yeah so we actually rewrote it for outside the stadium let's see what other like interesting trivia i mean mostly it was just the delight of watching these actors work together yeah and the guy who played carl his name is jerry he's a stunt man and Uh i wish we had like a carl outtake reel because the stuff that guy did he fell through the table once he flipped his chair over backwards and his papers flew up like this guy was incredible i mean it was <laughs> it was it was wild so he was really funny i'm trying to think of like other weird weird things to tell you the guggenheim museum mm-hmm. which is where they go for the classical music concert is this beautiful beautiful building but they don't light it up at night so like There's these gorgeous shapes and it's this very, you know, fancy, but it's, it's not lit and it, they don't have lights. And so we actually had to light it in post.
0: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we actually added those lights later. We, when we went to scout it, we were like, well, this doesn't look like anything. (laughs) And of course you have the chance to shoot at the Guggenheim. You're going to shoot there. But we were like, oh, like at night, it's like, not that
0: appealing yeah we
2: have to add lights to that in post the only set we built was gina's apartment we built that on huh. a soundstage everything else was real let's see gina really went to nyu yep. in real life and so she has a lot of in fact i'm wondering if one of the nyu t-shirts i think might have been hers uh, like from college yeah I'm trying to think what else i can tell you That's okay. There's
0: That's a good okay. Yeah. Dig it. Oh my gosh. Well, again, I tried to I delayed watching this. I was gonna watch try and watch it Valentine's, it didn't happen. And then I was trying it's always hard to find. I wanted to watch it with, with Ruth and so we can watch it together. And we just couldn't make it happen between, you know, kids and all that scheduling. I
2: know. I know how that I, goes.
0: I, and then like my mom was down last week and I'm like, oh, we'll watch it. I'll watch you know, we'll watch it together just like we did with when she came down in November, we watched sitting and Bart's with cake to which again,
2: that. your mom is your movie, your Trish C movie watching partner
0: pretty much. And then we could, unfortunately we couldn't make that happen this past trip, but I don't know if I told you this when we recorded last time, cause I can't remember if that was before or after she came down. But one thing she, when we were watching it together and I'd already seen it once this morning, I told her it was going to, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. It's going to be sad at the end. I'm just like, I'm giving you a heads up. It's going to be, it might be a little difficult, but I'm here. We got this. And yeah, sure enough. She was like in tears at the end. Cause it was still, it was November and you know, my grandmother had passed previous February. And so it was still kind of fresh with her. And so, but she loved it. I mean, the fact that that movie can invoke that kind of emotion from her was just a testament to hell. Well, that, that was shot and how well they acted. So, yeah. Thank you for yeah. letting
2: me know that. Yeah, I hope you're yeah. doing well.
0: Yeah. So it's, and again, it is, that is still such a phenomenal movie. I still recommend to my friends that have kids to watch The Sleepover when they're looking for something to watch. Still a hard recommend. So, Thank it's you. So oh, it's, still, it's still, it's
2: still, oh, it's still so favorite much fun. movie No. Thank
0: you. So, but well, it's, it's lovely to yeah. talk about. Same, same. Patrick, final thoughts. Anything? What do you got?
1: I think I said most everything as far as the movie goes. I
2: feel like you got it, Patrick. I feel like you really got it. The messages landed with you, Patrick.
1: Yeah, because um, because <laughs> the a couple of semesters that I did, like I took some classes. I was supposed to major in production, but I didn't follow through. I was kind of younger, so I didn't have the focus. But uh, we had an English class, and so teacher had us keep a journal and a lot of my entries was just like poems like love poems and and he was like why do you focus so much on love and this that do you have other things to write about but like that was my thing at that time because it's like the one thing i just never got you know i mean even though i've had at least a couple relationships but that's just always been the tough tough thing so i kind of related to that scene when nick rewrote her stuff and took her voice. And then she just wrote about what she was passionate about. So, you know, even now when I try to write, like I'm trying to get back into writing, but you know, kind of being in my own way. But it's always something to do with some kind of relationship stuff. You know, like it's gotta be something in there. But uh, yeah, I can just relate when it comes to that. Just writing about what you know, or or not not necessarily what you know, but what you're passionate about. Just it's just kind of your thing. Yeah.
2: Thank you for sharing Uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to read writing patrick
0: he's so a like capricorn a, through i mean is through.
2: the fact is, yeah but the fact is like not we're all just nothing in a vacuum you know we need other people to relate to and it doesn't have to be a life partner necessarily but friends boss colleagues people who've known you for years and who get you people you've just met, who you have a spark with, like all of those things. That's the whole magic of life is how we bounce off of each other. And I think that's why I love filmmaking so much because you, nobody makes a film by themselves. I mean, maybe there's some art film someone made with their phone and edited themselves in their bedroom or something, but let's face it, it's a collaborative art form. And I think that's what's so great about life is like, it doesn't matter who you are except in relation to... Everybody else, you know the it's it's that's relationship and not just romantic, but relationship in general is the whole the name of the whole game.
0: Right? Ah, see what you did there. Look not at intent. that. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Love it. <laughs> well, well, I I don't know if we could end it better on that one, Patrick. I mean, I can come up with some cheesy metaphors and puns, but why? <laughs> but why do that? Trish, as always, we are always thankful and we always love having you on. Everybody, please check out Players on Netflix, as well as Sleepover on Netflix, and Sitting in Bars with Cake on Amazon Prime, and then of course, yeah, and then and then please check out everything else. And please, you can find Trish at Big Bad Trish, the Instagrams and all the other socials and whatnots. And yeah, please do that. And then let us know how we did and let us know what you thought of the movie as well as this episode. And Patrick, anything else? Tapped out. Tapped out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. We'll bring in the lefty then. There
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you yes, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment,
2: please rate and review. It helps us out a lot.
0: Also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.